Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually and then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 262 of Selling the Couch. I hope you are having a good start to the new year. Man, after uh, the fun adventure that was 2020, I am really looking forward to a different 2021. At the same time, I feel like I'm so grateful, as hard as this has been, that in some ways that we were able to go through this, because I I think it's definitely taught all of us just how resilient we are, especially, you know, if you have been able to manage a business and (laughs) during a pandemic, I mean, you're pretty legit, you know, (laughs) so... Today's podcast session is with my good friend, Daniel Fava from Private Practice Elevation. Daniel uh, is a expert when it comes to website design. It's someone I rely on for both STC and my private practice website. And Daniel is here to share three of the things that are working for private practice websites post-pandemic. I know that how we think about private practice and even how we think about our private practice websites has shifted in the midst of this pandemic. And there's just things that were working in the past that are not working as well now. And we've learned a lot of insights and key things in terms of what could work and what what will be working going forward, Uh, especially as many of us transition either fully to online counseling or maintain some element of online counseling in our practices. I think there's just a lot of different things there. Today's podcast is supported by Kelly Miranda and the team over at Zinimi. And I learned something recently, which is that, did you know this, that therapists are among the worst paid master's degrees? And Kelly and Miranda and the, and the team over at Zinimi believe that it's time to stop that. They actually have something called a Business School for Therapists, which is basically this opportunity to, to learn those business skills and those marketing skills that we often didn't learn. And even if we are a practice owner, there are likely gaps in our knowledge, and Business School for Therapists fills that that gap in that knowledge. They actually have a ton of really awesome free trainings on their site, and I encourage you to check it out, uh, including a number of private practice masterclasses. They're absolutely free. You can learn more about it over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash zinni.me. And Zinni is spelled Z-Y-N-N-Y-M-E. So we'll get right to today's conversation. Here is my conversation with Daniel Fava, 
from privatepracticeelevation.com. Hey, Daniel, welcome back to Selling the Couch. Hey, Melvin, how's it going? Thanks so much for, uh, for having me back. You're welcome and uh, happy new year because we're uh, by the time this releases, it'll be the new year. That's right. That's always the, the interesting and strange part of recording podcasts is the timing <laughs> bit because we're recording before Christmas, but we're saying happy new year. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. We have to get it all in our mind. Yeah. I'm really excited for our conversation because uh, I, you know, this pandemic this past year has upended so many things. I mean, yeah. even I think about like, I mean, just across, but especially in the mental health field. I mean, many of us have had to transition to telehealth, think differently about marketing, think yeah. differently about our websites. And, you know, as even as we record this right now, we've had one vaccine that's, you know, I guess been approved for emergency use with a looks like a second and potentially a third and fourth ones on the way. Yep. So we are, we see the dim light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. But I do feel like this is definitely going to change our field and how we see private practice. And I'm grateful for this conversation because you're, you're my friend, first of all. And second, you're someone that I really trust when it comes to just learning about, you know, what's working for private practice websites and websites in general. So grateful for this time together. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for it too. I really appreciate you having me on. And it's always, it's always fun to chat about this stuff. And I know that we, we tend to geek out a bit. And so you're, <laughs> you're kind of like an equal with me as we, we kind of nerd out on some of this stuff and dig into it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Although you, I would say you're probably a little bit more, I love websites, but you, you, <laughs> uh, when it comes to at least websites, I think you take it to, to a level that more than I can go. So props Fair to you, my, my nerdy friend. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we were thinking about the topic for this podcast conversation. And one of the things we just realized is, you know, websites are changing and how we think about websites are changing in the midst of this pandemic and even afterwards. And what I asked um, Daniel to share was the three things that are working for private practice websites post pandemic. So we'll just jump right in. Daniel, what would you say is like, well, I guess maybe even before we get into those three things, if you could sort of give a big picture overview, how did people look at websites pre-pandemic and what do you think has changed since that pandemic? Yeah, well, I think that you know, for a while, I kind of noticed, and I've been doing websites for um, for therapists and private practice owners for a little over four years now. And so I have seen sort of a shift and it's been kind of slow going from, you know, people were like, oh, maybe I need a website. Maybe I don't. I've got referral networks going on. Maybe just having, you know, really basic website is enough. And it's just a place that I can send people to. But then over the years, as platforms like Squarespace have evolved and they've become more popular, people are starting to see really the importance or have been seeing the importance of having a website and how it can be really an asset in their business to to get more clients. So, you know, that shift has really been happening slowly over the years that 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 I've been noticing. I remember when I first began this work and kind of just talking to people and looking in like social media and Facebook groups and stuff like that. A lot of people there was still this mix of like, oh, I'm thinking about starting a website. Do I really need a website? That sort of thing. But um, I feel like people have kind of really grabbed hold of yes, yes, I do. I do need a website and especially with, you know, this, the shift to more online therapy and the, you know, not being able to do in-person marketing and, you know, networking and stuff like that. It's become more important than ever. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
forgot who mentioned this, but I this phrase has always resonated with me that, you know, the website is the modern day business card. And I feel right. like that that thing, that statement is true now more than ever. Like you said, because of like so many restrictions and I mean, having a presence online is just really important, especially because telehealth was growing and it's definitely not going away right. you know, post pandemic. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's really, that's really my, uh, my point. Number one was kind of just starting at the beginning. And, you know, I wrote down in my notes here, a professional website is more important than ever because so many people are turning to, you know, online. So many people are turning to searching, you know, clients are searching for these services in Google. And if you're not able to do in-person networking and you don't have a number of different streams for your marketing, you could be missing out on a lot of, you know, potential clients there. Yeah, absolutely. So you said a professional website is more important than ever. So what's the difference between a regular website and like a professional <laughs> website? Well, what the shift that's been happening is that, you know, a lot more people are, you know, as we said, getting getting, you know, smart to the fact that, you know, you need to have that presence online, you know, especially if you're you're doing online therapy, you can reach more and more people and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. So so many people really hustled to get their online presence in order. And that was really what we saw a lot in my business was I got all this influx of people who were like, ah, my website is just, it's really, it's really crappy. I haven't done anything with it. It's just kind of there. But now we are really in need of more clients, you know, especially with the uncertainty of COVID when that, all that started. Um, so a lot of people weren't investing in their online marketing or their website. So a number of therapists came running to us like, hey, I need help. We got to get this in order. We need to get this up. So so our clients don't dry up. So that's, you know, that's great. But when you kind of look at the big picture for each of those individual therapists, that can often lead to even more competition. So more people are going, are investing in their websites. More people are getting their SEO in order. So that means that there's more competition, especially if you're in, you know, a densely populated area, a larger city. So it's important not to only have a website, but you have to have one that really stands out because people are going to be doing those searching. They're going to be researching who do they want to work with? Who's, who's the best person to help me with my challenges? So you want to make sure that your website stands out. So when I talk about professional, and this is not just because I am a web designer, like, yeah, that's, that, that can be a little bit part of it, but you want a website that that does what it's meant to do. It's got to be clean. It's got to be modern, easy to use. And if you really want to stand out among that you know, crowd of competition, uh, you want your website to look stellar. You want it to be professional. You want it to work the way it's supposed to work to get you more clients. Yeah, absolutely. And you said, and I think when I, both with Selling the Couch as well as my private practice website, I felt like, especially with Selling the Couch, I felt like I was like a little bit naive to it. You know, I just thought, you know, what website is, I, I can kind of use a template and put some, put my, you know, main sections up and put the words up. But I, I think what you're saying is a website in a way is kind of this living, breathing thing, an evolving thing, yes. right? So just yeah. because you post like something or have a, or, you know, certain sections doesn't mean you stop tweaking it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I understand that there's certainly a starting point for everybody. 
budgets are super important, you know, when it comes to should you invest or should you build it yourself? You want to make sure that, you know, no matter what stage you're at, you are investing, whether that's time or money into your website to make it, to make it better and better and make it stand out. And one client of ours comes to mind and she was in, uh, she is in uh, New York City. And so there's a lot of competition in her location. And she had a website that she was, she put together herself on Wix and, you know, there was a lot of just for me as a designer, when I come to it, I can see all the things that are just kind of out of place or it's missing the right content or it's hard to schedule that first appointment or a consultation call. And so we worked on her website and we redesigned it, made it beautiful, professional, easy to use, works on mobile. And then when her website went live in just three months, she went from about eight clients a week to 25 clients a week. And oh we gosh. weren't really doing that project. Actually, funny thing, it doesn't really, it didn't really have a lot of focus on SEO, but because she was getting a number of people searching through psychology today and landing on her website, because we focused on that conversion optimization, she was able to get more, more leads, you know, have more phone calls with people and then sign those people up. So certainly investing in a website, it's, you know, it's my hope, it's my desire, and it's really our goal to make sure that we help our clients reach those goals and impact their business. Like we're not just, I don't want to just create pretty websites to create pretty websites. And that's something that I've really been passionate about over the last year is I want to dig in and be a partner with people in their private practices, in their business, and how many more clients do they want in their business? What goals are they trying to achieve? Yeah, no, Absolutely. All really good points. I, I wanted to come back to something you said a little bit earlier. So sure. a professional website, like we can really silly question, should there be like, especially in 2020, 2021, should there be like certain core elements in a professional website? Like you should have a homepage, you should have a specialty page, like any of that kind of stuff. I'd be like really interested to to hear from you and pick your brain on that. Yeah, absolutely. And we can actually we can actually go there. That's kind of part of my point number two here for things oh, that are working post-pandemic. Yeah, so, so, so let's man. It's so funny. Like I, I <laughs> asked Daniel like to share these tips, but I haven't seen the tips and it's funny how we're on the same wave. Like so yeah. yeah, let's jump into point two then. Yeah, you're you're tracking with me here. So so number two is that content is still the foundation for getting found online. You know, with the folks who have come to us over the last year who are really starting to focus in on their online marketing. I, I would hear, you know, time and again, like we're not, we're not getting found for these keywords, you know, the right types of clients that we want to attract aren't coming to the website. And when I dig in and I look at their current website, I can see just clear holes in, in their content. And I've really been working on really our process at Private Practice Elevation. Like what do we do to elevate people's practices with their online presence. And I've been working on this diagram. I think, I've, I think we've spoken about this before, but I, I have these three circles. And in the first circle, the very first thing that we focus on really is the foundation, the foundational content for your website. What I mean by that is, yes, definitely having a homepage. Your homepage is super important because it's often the most visited page on the website. And that homepage really serves to get people to the information that they're looking for as quickly as possible and as easily as possible. So that could be an introduction to you and your private practice, followed by the, the services that you offer and getting people to those services pages. And that's really the second most important thing, if not the, if not the most important. And it's kind of like a toss-up between the homepage and your service pages because 
your service pages are so specific. And that's really where the SEO piece comes in. And I encourage people to get creative. I mean, it might sound like a lot of content, but this is something that you can develop over time. You can start with your, you know, your initial services might just look like individual therapy in Atlanta or whatever the city is, couples counseling in Atlanta. But then over time, you want to build those things out to have subpages even under that. And all of those really act as ways for Google to see those services because people, people are more likely to search for, you know, anxiety therapy or counseling after divorce, you know, something like that. And maybe not just couples counseling, but it's related to couples counseling. You see what I'm saying? So you got to really dig into the services and the topics and the things that you help your clients with. And that's really the best way, you know, even before you start building links back to the website or doing, you know, other things that are off of your website, you really got to focus on that content. Yeah, that's like really good stuff. So I I wanted to just understand because, so you said like specialty pages. So would that be like, I often get confused between these. So like, it's a specialty page saying like you do individual counseling versus couples counseling, like those are separate pages or are the specialty pages like the niches that you serve, you know? So even I can even give like a practical example from my own, you know, private practice. So I, in general, I think my niche is successful, but overwhelmed entrepreneurs, right? But within that, like I have pages for entrepreneurs with what's called founder depression, right? So, Mm -hmm. uh, and then I have like specialty page for entrepreneur from a dysfunctional family or alcoholic dysfunctional family, right? Right. Yeah. So are those the, I guess, are those the examples of the specialty pages? Right. Yeah. That's what I consider the specialty pages. And another example, just to kind of drive this home, we just worked on a website for a psychologist, uh, Long Island, New York, which I'm super excited about because that's where I grew up. So it's fun to look at their content and see all the all the uh, the towns nearby where I grew up. And so my Long Island accent kind of came out while I was working on that project. But anyway, <laughs> so they have done a great job. You know, their website was very outdated, but the content that they had was incredible. It was like 95 pages of content, and I was like, oh my goodness! Like they have done a really great job, and they're getting great traffic because of all the different content that they have on there. So, what it kind of looks like and how it's organized. Um, and I just pulled it up just to, to get this right. So they actually, they actually created, well, they've got services, you know, on their homepage, they list their services for, you know, individual therapy and couples therapy, stuff like that. Coaching, they do a little bit of coaching too. So those are kind of like categories of services, but then under that they have specialties. So they've got depression treatment, anxiety treatment, addictions treatment, women's issues, relationship issues population specific counseling. So that's stuff like children, teens, stuff like that. So they do all these things and it is a lot of content and it's something that you can build out over time, but you can kind of create a hierarchy in your content to do this. And over time, you can really fill that out. So when you go to one of those anxiety pages, even below that, we've got social anxiety, we've got generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, specific phobia, obsessive compulsive disorder, PTSD, stuff like that. And so you're really organizing that content in such a way that Google's going to see like this is a really a repository of resources that really fills out this website. And so you're more likely to get more traffic from Google that way. So I think that last point is really like that really hits home for me. So in many ways, we should see the website, our websites as a repository 
an online sort of authority on the niches and specialties that we focus on. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I know that that can get that can get challenging. And some people are like, oh, I really just want a really clean, minimalistic website. And, and I totally get that. And, and let's, let's give you that on some of your pages, maybe like your homepage or about page, you know, that's always the goal to make things really clean and easy to use. But if you're wanting to get traffic from Google, you have to have the content. And that's often what I, what I have to tell people. And sometimes we butt, we butt heads a little bit, but it's just, it's my job to really educate them on that to say, okay, like we can make, we can make that beautiful, simple website, but just know that you are going to have to, you know, drive traffic in other ways. Maybe you're really active on social media. Maybe you're purchasing Google ads, you know, stuff like that, because the content by itself is not going to, is not going to stand. And I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan, a huge proponent of SEO just because of the long term gains that it can give you as you fill your website with that really, those really great resources, articles, as well as those uh, specialty pages. Absolutely. That's a good way of looking at it. And, and I love the way you articulated that. So it's not about just having a pretty website, but it's also about strategically focusing on certain pages and really building those out. Right. So that when Google's looking at it, they're like, oh, this page is specifically, I guess, going back to my example, this page is specifically on founder depression, right? So right. I should like, I guess, even for me, I'd like to make a note, like I should probably like really build that site, uh, that that page out particularly. Right. Yeah. And just practically speaking, just you can go to Google, type in that keyword and look at, you know, the first few results, you know, after the ad, after the ads and click on those links and look at those pages, look at how much content is there, the type of contents that that is there, and then challenge yourself to build an even better resource than that page. Um, there's, there's other factors like, you know, how many links from other websites are linking to those pages, but step one is having the content on the website. So you can kind of reverse engineer it a little bit and kind of SEO hack, so to speak, by just doing a little research on the competition and then building better content on your website. Yeah, that's such a cool cool and, and great little tip there. So again, just to review, the first tip is create a professional website. And one of the things that you argued in that is like, that's just so vital in this day and age. It allows you to reach more people. It's an online business card. Uh, the second point is content is still the king. And so that's the idea that particularly on certain pages that we really should have like long form content, almost see our websites as through the eyes of Google, like right. almost seeing our websites as an authority on certain niches, right? Yep, exactly. So things are changing with online counseling, right? So it, it's, I mean, so, you know, like if you had a brick and mortar office, you might say anxiety counseling in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or Center City, Pennsylvania, you know, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, right? But what do you do in a scenario where, you know, if like for me, I could see anybody in Pennsylvania, right? right? Yep. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I'm in Philadelphia. Yeah. So I guess, what do you do? Yeah. You, you stole my third, my next point again. So we'll just go, <laughs> we'll just go right there right now. So, so yeah. So another thing working, you know, post pandemic and that people are really getting up to speed on is, is online therapy. You know, we had a lot of people, you know, just, 
just like my wife too. I mean, she's a, she's in private practice and she, she prefers the face-to-face therapy sessions versus online, but you know, she had to pivot and make it work to keep things going. And so she's, she's doing a lot more online therapy now, obviously, and she's getting used to it. She's getting more comfortable with it. And I have spoken to other therapists too, who they never really did online therapy, but now they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Like I can see anyone in my state and I can have sessions in my home and I don't have to travel. And like, I can, this kind of changes really my lifestyle. So that is really the big shift that we've obviously seen. And I think that that is really here to stay. People are shifting to completely online therapy. People are maybe mixing it a little bit. So the potential there is that your website audience has really expanded. It could be your entire state because I know a lot of people such as my wife have really built website, you know, we've built content on her website. That's really about couples therapy in Atlanta you know, stuff like that. So that's still working for her because Atlanta is such a big location, but I know a lot of people aren't in such large cities. So really what what you want to do with that, it kind of goes back to point number two, but we're focusing in a little bit more on like the online therapy piece is that the content needs to be there. It needs to be on, on your website. So think about all the different ways that you can talk about online therapy for people in your state. So that could mean step one is just having that landing page for that service, making it like online therapy for Georgia residents, and then start going a little bit deeper. And you can really focus in on the different cities in your state that you know have a large population. So you can create landing pages for each of those and and have maybe on like your contact page or a sub page on your contact page, like locations that I serve. And so, you know, you can have a landing page that's really online therapy for Atlanta residents, online therapy for Marietta is another city here. And you can really get down to the nitty gritty level of having that content there, because if the content's not there, Google's going to have trouble, uh, you know, showing, showing your, your website in the search results. Um, another thing you can do is Maybe do a blog post, you know, blog series on articles about online therapy, the benefits of online therapy, and really, you know, have that be on your website in conjunction with the different locations that you serve appearing prominently. You know, maybe even in the footer, you include that where it says just online therapy available to Georgia residents, including Atlanta, Marietta, you know, et cetera, stuff like that. Um, you need the content on the website so that Google can pick it up. That's really interesting. So even like an article like about online therapy could be beneficial because people are presumably searching for that. Is that right? Right, right. Yeah. And going back to our point about, you know, making your website a resource for your potential clients. Um, if, if Google sees, you know, a number of articles in a landing page, they're all linked together. Google associates that content together. Google also does like to have internal links on your websites. So that's just a good idea. So if you're writing a blog post about on the benefits of online therapy, then in that blog post, you could you know, highlight the words online therapy in the body copy and link it back to that landing page for your online therapy service where people can you know sign up for that that service right there. And so all that stuff is just, you know, little, little um, strategies to, to help Google pick up that content. That's really interesting. Um, I wanted to wrap up with, again, a really silly question, but so we talked a lot about like blog posts and written content, you know, mm-hmm. but I know that people are creating videos, people are creating podcasts, right? Stuff that's right. not written content and right. they're placing it on websites. So 
what do you do with that? Like, are you supposed to turn it into like transcripts ideally, or, or can you just leave it like just the video or just the podcast episode? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it really, it really depends on really your marketing strategy. If you, if you're feeling like people are not showing up to your website and you want to get more traffic, really the best thing is to have, to have the, the text there, to have content there. Um, this is actually a challenge that, that, you know, I go through because I have a podcast as well. So I've been wanting to really increase the traffic to the website. And so I've been taking some of the podcast episodes and transcribing them and then just including that as text below the audio file. Um, and some people do, they, they want, they'd rather read than maybe than, than listen. Some people really prefer that. So it kind of helps for user experience as well. But now Google is seeing, okay, there's written content. Here are the words. Here's the topic. But there's also audio. And the same thing goes for video. You could transcribe the video and have that transcription below the video on the page. And that really kind of builds out that, that page to have even more content. Um, and it's kind of a way of repurposing content. Yeah, no, I was, uh, you know, like the Wiper Friday on the Moz blog is something I follow a lot. And I was like looking at that sort of format recently. And so essentially they do something very similar where they, you know, might have like a, usually it's like a website or SEO kind of lesson, but they have the actual video and they have some kind of a visual and then they have like a transcript of that video, like right underneath. Right. Yeah. It's helpful to hear that. So yeah. And if they're, you know, if Moz is doing it, it's kind of like, okay, they, they're, they're pretty smart people because they teach this stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to do what they're doing. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. I mean, I was curious about that because I, yeah. I mean, just even I was looking at it like from a, you know, like take a like five steps back and yeah, it's interesting because you get the video content, right? So you have presumably somebody that's watching the video, staying on a website for an extended amount of time, which is great. Like, is it great as a yeah. ranking factor? Yeah. And you have the text there, right? And then you have, which I'm sure they've, they've tagged it properly, the actual photo of like a, Literally, it's the whiteboard where they explained it, and it's like yep. just a screenshot, and mm-hmm. they've like tagged it so it's showing up as an image file on search as well. I think that's what they must be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that, all that media is working together to show Google, like, hey, this is a really rich piece of content here that's going to have something for everyone, and Google knows exactly, you know, what the topic is about. Yeah, awesome, Dan. Thank you so much for those tips. Any other kind of random things? No, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot. This has been this has been fun. Yeah, no, this has been this has been a lot of fun. And I think the one thing that I'm taking away is this pandemic really gives us the opportunity to hone in and and look with new yeah. eyes uh, yeah. in terms of what our website does and and its purpose. Because yeah, I mean for for all of the reasons we mentioned, you know, online counseling is not going away. You know. Hopefully there's not another pandemic, but you never know, you know? And right. so I think it's always wiser just to kind of be prepared for these kind of things. Yeah. Yep. Dan, you mentioned uh, you had some awesome resources for us and for the for podcast listeners. Mind sharing that with us and also how we can get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Melvin, you've been just such a, a great support, you know, to me and to my business and just a really good friend. And so I just was really excited to to get some some uh, some new tools out there 
for your audience. And so the first one is a return on investment report. You know, we talked about in that first point about investing in a professional website. And a lot of the times it's kind of like, well, if how much, what, what's the return on that investment? It could be expensive to hire somebody, you know, to, to build a website. So you kind of want to, you want to know like, what's the impact this is going to make on my bottom line. So we have a calculator there at privatepracticeelevation.com slash ROI. And you can put in some information about your practice, basically like how many leads you're getting, how many leads you're converting each month into new clients. And we'll show you what a, what an increase in your conversion rate will actually mean to your bottom line on your, your monthly revenue and your yearly revenue. So that's the first one. And the second thing too, I would like to, like to provide uh, for your audience uh, a free website audit. So if you go to privatepracticeelevation.com slash STC-audit. You can put us put in some information there and I will go into your website, take a look at really the key things that are going to help your website succeed. And that includes some SEO points, user experience, conversion, optimization, stuff like that. And you'll get a PDF report uh, that gives you some next steps and things that you can improve. And then from there, I would be happy to to talk with anyone who would like to implement some of those changes. But really, my, the main place you could find me is privatepracticeelevation.com. Perfect. Daniel, uh, thank you again for doing this and I'm really grateful for you and, and for our friendship. Yeah. Thank you so much, Melvin. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Hey there, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Daniel. And especially if you have been wondering how you can improve your private practice website, especially this as we come out of this pandemic, I hope that today's podcast session has just been really helpful for you. I always enjoy conversations like this because I mean, Daniel alluded to this. I'm a, I'm a data nerd and I love like learning and studying this stuff. And I know there's just so much stuff that I have to learn. And so I really do hope that this is, you've been able to pick up some new insights. The one kind of, I was reflecting on this podcast episode and the one thing I was just really took away is just the importance of quality content. So, right. So just having a pretty website with sort of minimalist text is great on some places, i.e. like a homepage. But if you really want to attract clients that are ideal clients and all of those things, it's really good to be strategic when it comes to certain other pages. And so one of the things I'm definitely going to be doing here in the coming weeks and months is really beefing up my specialty pages so that I, you know, I can share my knowledge and expertise and from a Google search engine ranking perspective, I can start to do better in terms of ranking. Daniel mentioned a, a couple of resources, including a website audit. And you can, again, find that at privatepracticeelevation.com forward slash STC dash audit. Today's podcast is supported by Kelly Miranda and the team over at zinimi.com. Uh, I've gotten to know Kelly and Miranda here for the past, gosh, seven years now. And uh, I actually went through their business school for therapists. I would say it's one of those courses that's just been super pivotal in my own understanding of business. I felt like, like many of us, you know, I had never taken a business or marketing class in either undergrad or grad school. I don't know why. I think mainly maybe because, you know, like my, you know, well-meaning Indian parents wanted me to guide me sort of a, toward a, a certain career and uh, that was usually away from business. And 
but I, I really wish I had taken it. But I got the opportunity to do that by going through Kelly and Miranda's business school for therapists. And they actually have a number of free trainings. And the one that I encourage you to check out on their site is they actually have this private practice masterclass where they dive into these kind of like bigger core issues that even full practice owners get stuck on from being truly profitable and uh, protected from burnout. I feel like the burnout piece is so key, uh, especially as we continue in this pandemic and even as we emerge out of it and then sort of em- come into this endemic level, right? I think many of us are really thinking about how do you create a business that is long-term sustainable? And I think many of us have shifted and prioritized things like connections with our loved ones and our own health, like reprioritize those. And so I would definitely encourage you to check out that private practice masterclass. You can find more information about it and a whole bunch of awesome resources for private practice owners over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash zinni me. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.